Blog Talk Radio. Hi, this is Russ Terry, founder and CEO of Life Coach Radio Network. Today's sponsor is Audible.com, a leading provider of spoken audio entertainment and information. Listen to audiobooks whenever and wherever you want. Get a free audiobook when you sign up for a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash lifecoach radio. That's audibletrial.com slash lifecoach radio. And now here's today's show. Happy Saturday, and welcome to the Audacity to Shine with Coach Philanda Show here on the Life Coach Radio Network. I am Philanda Johnson, your Master Purpose Coach, Audacity Advocate, and Host. Our mission here at the Audacity to Shine with Coach Philanda Show is to provide a biweekly space of inspiration for people who desire to live more creatively, playfully, and wholeheartedly. I'm so thrilled about our conversation today, designed to help you overcome your fear, be audacious, and pursue your master purpose life. I love all of our shows lined up for this season, and we have some really great guests. But I have been really, really, really looking forward to today's show and episode, The Truth About Being Fabulous. And my guest today is Jill Bullock. Jill, are you there? Yes, I am. How are, how is everyone? Hi. <laughs> Happy Saturday. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It's an honor to be here. Awesome. Jill is a Christian dating expert and CEO of Detour Movement and um, a sister friend of mine. And so I am so thrilled and honored to have her here today. If you are listening live, I am inviting folks to call in at 646 646- 716-9397 to spread any love or ask any questions. Again, that number is 646-716-9397. And so let's jump into our show today, The Truth About Being Fabulous. So I am a proud member of the First Baptist Church of Glen Arden, and since this past October, I've been participating in a weekly women's discipleship ministry called the Dynamic Discipleship for Sisters, and that is actually where Jill and I met um, and where we know each other from working through and being a part of that ministry. Um, Jill is an awesome woman of God who's on a mission to helping women of God live fabulously, And our conversation today will be off the hook and amazing, and I can't wait to jump in. And so before my conversation with Jill starts, I just would love to read her bio so that our listeners are able to know and love Jill as much as I do. Um, Jill prepares and positions herself um, to support professional women based in healthy, happy love. As a result of the work she does, women break free from unhealthy relationships, gain confidence and boldness to attract and keep healthy, happy love by empowering and equipping women to be the very best versions of themselves. She is trained in conflict resolution and is a certified mentor and mentee coach. 
Jill is a motivational speaker and trainer, workshop facilitator, and presenter to audiences that include women, community-based, and religious organizations. Jill began community mentoring, coaching, and teaching in July 2008, and during her tenure as a Christian educator, she learned how to effectively communicate for change, teaching universal principles to cope and manage issues such as emotional and social intelligence, money management, life balance, personal image, and personal and professional success. Please help me welcome my sister friend, Jill. Hi, Jill. Hey, good morning. Good morning, everyone. So honored to be on the call today. Thank you, Alanda. You welcome. You are welcome. And so again, for folks who are listening in, we would love for you to jump on our conversation today. Again, that number is 646-716-9397. All right, Jill. So I like I shared at the at the start of our show, I've been really, really, really looking forward to um our 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 show today and there's a couple reasons why, and I, I've read your awesome book, The Biggest Lies Women Believe About Men Dating and Themselves, and I think it's a powerful uh, work, um, and would love for you to just start, since the word fabulous is in your title, I would love for you to just define what, in your, in your belief, in your, from your standpoint, what does it mean to live a fabulous life? Absolutely, and thanks so much for asking because sometimes I know when people hear the word, they already have a preconceived notion of what they associate with fabulous, and oftentimes that's heavily focused on the outward appearance, on how we look, but we like to take things deeper. As I often been saying in 2016 and just as I go forward in life, God's giving that word deeper, and everything that we're doing, we're going deeper. So when we talk about fabulous, it's not about how beautiful you are on the outside, which we know that's the truth because God made each of you fearfully and wonderfully made, and he knows everything Hello. about you. Okay. Uh-huh. So we're definitely blessed about that. But it's even it's even more to it in the inside. And when we say faith, we have an acronym we like to associate with it. And the S stands for being a woman of faith, being a person of faith, you know, really just having that core foundation, trusting in God with all your heart, leaning not to your own understanding and knowing that, Although God may be operating in silence in some moments and times throughout our lives, knowing that his plan and purpose still is actively working in your life and trusting that God will, will give you the desires of your heart, and that's really the, the part of fabulous. That's the yes. And then as we kind of go through and looking at the next letter, dealing with the authentic peace. And this piece is very key and very all of them very personal to me, and I feel like a lot of people can resonate with this because when you're talking about the authentic part, because we get so much outside influence about who we are and who we're not, sometimes we lose a sense of self. At least I can share that that was my story. People told me you're not this, you're not that. And at, but by the end of the day, I had already recreated somebody else that I really wasn't trying to mm-hmm. see what everybody else said that I was. You know what I mean? So when we say authentic, it's really just saying, what did God created me to do and how did he create me? And am I comfortable showing up and being that? Being comfortable in your own skin and knowing, okay, this is how I've been created. You know, I'm going to operate in that space and not be so concerned about what other people are thinking about me. I'm just going to say, okay, this is my authentic self. This is my natural being, and I'm okay with that. And, and releasing some of the judgment. And then when you go down to the word balance, you have to be, which is dealing with balance. Balance is so important. Um, being in a society in the world right now where there's so many demands, you know, we have we have a community of single moms who's trying to do a lot 
you know, trying to do the thing that naturally a two-parent household would do. You've got the single mom doing it, and people are going back after they have children, whether single or married, and going back and getting bachelor's degrees, master's degrees. There's just so much to do, and you have to say, okay, in the midst of all of this, how do I stay balanced? How do I make sure I have that spiritual impact and still pursuing all my goals and aspirations? So that's the thing of saying, okay, being balanced and really just having God as the center of your life helps you to have that balance. And then the next thing is the you for unique. You know, God created, as I mentioned earlier, God created each of you very uniquely in embracing that. Sometimes you may have a feature about yourself that you don't like, but understanding mm-hmm. and embracing that feature, if there's some things about you that you don't like, you can change them. But if you can't change them, you just kind of have to live with it. I often make this joke about my nose. You know, and have growing up, I used to get a lot of jokes about my nose, but I learned to embrace it. Even with my neck, still, so you, you know, your nose is like, um, I forgot what, I can't even think of right now, but my necklace, it looks like giraffe and all of this. And I learned that, you know what, this is my unique self. This is how God created me mm-hmm. uniquely. And rather than trying to perform to somebody else, I'm just going to embrace this and understand that my differences is no, nothing more, nothing less than my uniqueness, and I'm going to embrace that full-figured body, full-figured lips, whatever that is, and just learning to embrace that as who I have been created to be. And as we're getting halfway through the word fabulous, and uh, one of you want to jump in at any time, let me know. Um, Keep going, love. I want I want listeners okay. to hear the the all of it. Yep, go ahead. Okay, and lovable is really having fun and having fun now and learning to give love and learning to receive love. And you may say, that's just crazy, Jill. Why would you say we need to learn to receive love? Everybody wants love. We were created relationally. We were created to love. You know, that's one of the greatest mandates by God is love. Why do we need to learn to love? Well, let, let me just share it. Sometimes because we go through experience of abandonment in our lives from people not being there for us or people leaving, whether that's a father figure or because we go through periods of rejection and, and dating and just throughout life again. Sometimes we, we, we don't know how to even receive love and how to give love. So learning to be lovable in that moment and saying, okay, I'm going to trust enough to let this person love me, and I'm going to trust in this moment that I'm going to love this person and not be concerned about the betrayals or things that I have from my past. So that's another thing on the fabulous. And then the O gets to being optimistic. <laughs> you know, I think we all will agree that nobody likes to be around somebody that's negative. How many of you yeah. know that this? Right, Polanda? Yes. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. You know, it's so draining being around negative energy. And and energy is definitely transferable, you know, being in certain spaces with people. So you want to have an optimistic outcome on life. And even just that, that really just lines up with God's word, right? We often say that fear and faith cannot coexist. You hear me saying Mm -hmm. we, my sister and I, are in ministry together. Her name is Trell, and we go by Jill and Trell oftentimes. And, and what we often say is that, you know, if you have faith, you know that everything is going to work out for your good. You know that mm-hmm. the plans that God has for your life is going to prevail and go forth. So you are going to have optimistic things, regardless of your current situation, regardless of your current circumstances, you know that things will still move forward in your life. So there's no room for fear. There's no room for negativity. And then the you gets us to being unstoppable which is one of my favorite. I guess all these are my favorite. And I yes, God for, I love for, this one. This. <laughs> <laughs> I thank God for giving me this, you know, and when I say unstoppable, what does that mean? Okay, being unstoppable and what? Being an unstoppable 
and the call for your life. God has called you to greatness. Mm-hmm. God has called you for a specific time and place, purpose, and for a specific assignment. And you have to be unstoppable about that thing because we know that the enemy has come to kill, steal, and destroy. So he don't want the plan to go forward. So even when we come across different obstacles and, and difficulties and challenges, be it, you know, well, you were trying to start that business and it seemed like it failed or you couldn't get off the ground or you try to go back to school and you couldn't get the test, you had to take the test three or four times to, to go, you got to keep pressing forward. You know, a good friend of mine, actually, I recall, she was trying to pass a real estate exam, and she had to take the exam over three, four times before she mm-hmm. passed it, but she refused to quit. You don't fail unless you refu- you quit. So if you refuse mm-hmm. to quit and keep pressing forward and be unstoppable, you want to move and you want to achieve everything that God has already predestined for your life. But sometimes he requires you to press. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you're proud to press. I'll say one more thing about unstoppable when I move on to self-assured, but also I don't know if any of you are familiar with the Seraphonician woman, which was a story of the woman in the Bible. And the Seraphonician woman was a woman who was going to God for healing. And at first, God was kind of like not, I hate to say, not giving her a lot of attention. She's going to Jesus to be specific for healing. And he was kind of like, you're the least of these. You're not really part of the, the community I was really called to to heal in this, in this current time and current moment. But she was like, well, can you heal my daughter? She has demon-possessed spirits. And God healed her because she persisted. So it's so important to be unstoppable. And lastly but not least, you have to be self-assured of who you are in God, who you are in Christ, who he created you to be, and say, hey, my confidence doesn't lie in Jobola. My confidence doesn't lie in my husband or any degrees or things I have. My confidence in who I am, my identity is within Christ. And that's what we say, fabulous. It embodies all of that. Jill, <laughs> I, I have been calling myself fabulous for years. <laughs> but you have given such a concrete description of the characteristics of what it means to be a fabulous and godly woman. And so I am sitting here in awe listening to your your awesome descriptions of each of those components of what it means to be a fabulous godly woman. And so many things stand out to me. So many things stick out to me. And I think you know, first, that's faith piece. And so being a part of DDS, which is the acronym we use for the discipleship program we are in, what I've learned so much is, the, uh, is about the power of faith and about, you know, w- without faith, you I, you honestly have nothing. Without faith, I know I have nothing. And so as I think about how I you know, move about as as a woman, as a leader, as a business owner, as a coach. Um, that faith is so critical and so key, and I love how that's the very first thing because that's the foundation. Without that, yes. nothing else can happen. The other things that really resonate to me and, and resonate, I think, um, not I think, I know, to the mission of my company, the mission of this radio show, is that authenticity piece. Um, and yes. with that faith, with that understanding of who you are and who God is and how he shows up in your life, comes an authenticity to be exactly who you are, to come on a, unapologetically, to come uh, with a level of audaciousness to the table. And so when I think about authenticity, 
um, audacity is is connected there. Like you have to be courageous and bold and audacious to show up as exactly who you are and not in a, a boisterous way, not in a I'm better than everybody else way, but like standing in the promises of God, standing in who you believe he has made you and called you to be. And so part of my work and part of, you know, the movement that I'm seeking to create in my coaching work and my business is around the idea of what it means to have audacity, what it means to have the audacity to shine. And I see the audacity to shine as an outward commitment to your call to action of finding your unique message, divine value, and faith-fueled courage in order to leave a mark and impact the world. And so when I think about and I hear you talk about authenticity and hear you talk about what it means to be a fabulous, godly woman, I feel so much connection to that when thinking about the mission of our work um, here on the Audacity to Shine show. And before moving on to the next question, I, I, I love the um, optimistic and unstoppable and yes. knowing that those things must coexist. They must coexist. You must have hope yes. and a commitment to keep pressing even when there's uh, adversity around you. And we'll, we'll get into the audacity challenge later on, but part of the audacity challenge is thinking about and unpacking the the impact of fear in our life. How does fear play into um, the lies we tell ourselves about who we are and our calling and the work that we are supposed to do in order to serve others? And how does fear really take us away from understanding how fabulous we are? And the balance of being optimistic, which is having hope, and that in this, despite of challenges, it's a, it's a, a true belief that things will work out for your good, that things will come um, and be what you envision them to be if you are what? Unstoppable. If you keep in your head what I love to call your master purpose, if I keep in my mind what I believe I've been put here on earth to do, what I believe I've been, I have been entrusted um, to, to bring to pass in order to serve and bless people around me. Woo, I'm so excited about this yes, conversation, yes. Jill. We, <laughs> we are just 18 likewise, minutes in, love. <laughs> awesome, um, awesome. I'm excited. We have a few callers in, and we're going we're gonna to tap them in in a bit. Again, if you are listening live, which I hope you are, to my awesome conversation with Jill today, um, please call in. The number is 646 716-9397. We would love to hear from you, um, hear your questions, hear your love, and we'll be tuning into callers in a bit. And so, Jill, in your book, which I love, as I've, as I've told you, you talk a lot about um, the lies that women are, are told and the lies that they believe about men and dating and themselves. I would love to hear you just, you know, unpack what you see as the impact of women believing those lies on our lives. What's the impact of us believing those lies? Absolutely. And, and thanks so much for the compliment in regards to the book. And if it's okay, I'll share just a, a couple of the key lies and then the impact that Wanda just requested. So some of the key lies is we believe that we're not good enough. 
that we're not smart enough, right? We believe the lie that a single mom that we're somehow less desirable. And also, we believe that confidence equals beauty, right? And, and there's so many other things. We believe that we have to have an intimate relationship with the opposite sex in order to secure a relationship, and they're all lies. And, and what I found to be true, what I know to be true, what I even lived, and I thank God that for, he, for him freeing me from that, is that it results into low self-esteem. Because, for example, if we're so concerned about how we look on the outside and we're not working on the inside, we will have mm-hmm. a beautiful package, but it's like an empty box. Imagine a box that's beautifully wrapped, and then when you go to open it up, there's nothing there. So it causes mm-hmm. to have a little self-esteem. Also, oftentimes you can have dreams, dreams deferred and can be misguided. If you are told, if you believe that you're not good enough, that you do not have what it takes to be all that God has predestined for you to be, then you won't press. We talked about press. You, you won't be unstoppable. You allow discouragement. You allow what appears to be failure, what appears to be fear, false evidence appearing real to hold you back mm-hmm. and to stop you. Also, when you talk about the relationship aspect, soul ties. Soul ties is a big thing that causes us to be in bondage emotionally and spiritually to somebody else. We feel like we're so connected and so invested with somebody else that God never called and appointed to be in our lives, but somehow because we spent so much time with that person, we've done so many different things with that person, we feel like we can't let go of that person. And then also I have two other things I want to mention in regards to some of the consequences or results of refusing to uncover the truth is we can deal with a level of uncertainty and a level of indecisiveness, being unsure of what's going to happen next, and as a result having levels of fear that surrounding that and feeling like we can't make a decision because we don't know which way to go or maybe we're afraid of failing or afraid of having success in a certain area of our lives. And then the next thing, and the last thing I have here is sin. Sometimes sin and just being lost is a result of us not discovering the truth because we don't know what the Word of God says about how we ought to live. And some people refer to the Bible as basic instructions before leaving this earth. If we're not very crystal clear on what it says, how can we know the instructions? And it can result in us being in sin and being lost in our lives. And so for for folks tuning in who are who are hearing you unpack some of those um some of those lies we might believe and what I want folks to leave this show with are practical strategies that they can implement in order to shift their lives in order to live as their best selves and so what are some of your recommendations in terms of practical strategies that people can leverage in order to experience that shift that's a good question, Philanda. And what I would say is a couple of things I'm going to share. One thing I'm going to encourage you to do, and it's something really my mom used to tell me, and, and I used to dismiss a lot, you know, I'm sure like many teenagers and even young adults, you know, and just in general because we like to have our own strong will and do what we want to do. But my mom used to tell me that I need to pray and get in God's word. And I'm like, Mom, I need a real solution. I have a real problem, and I need a real solution, and you're telling me to pray and read the Word. Well, you know, I tried a lot of other things. I exhausted my options, and then I realized that maybe I should try what my mom said. Let me just see if that works. You know, and I find mm-hmm. it to be extremely effective. <laughs> Believe mm-hmm. it or not, 
you know, take my word for it. I, I have a master's degree from the School of Hard Knocks University in this area. So, <laughs> yes, I okay. have one too, love. I got one too, boo. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so, you know, you have to take some time out to, to read your Bible and to pray. And sometimes reading the Word, and this is something that really discourages people about reading the Word of God, is it sometimes can be confusing, especially if you're reading certain versions, it's not clear, and then if you start in the Old Testament, they're talking about all kinds of wars. What I'm going to encourage you to do is start with something, the New Testament. Start reading the book of James. Start reading the book of Romans. You know, even if you're just doing one chapter a day, start in the book of Proverbs. Right now we're in the midst of a Proverbs 31-day challenge, talking about how to be a Proverbs 31 woman. You can join that challenge with us. Uh, you just need to have something that you can do to get the word in your spirit and pray. So those are two things I want to share with you, okay? And I love it. Third thing, I love it. <laughs> Go ahead, the love third it. Thing I'm going to sh- the third thing I'm going to share with you is to do affirmations, to do some mm-hmm. affirmations. It doesn't have to be nothing grandiose. You can just write out ten things that you believe that you, that you want to be, that you feel like you are. It could be something as simple as I'm beautiful, I'm confident. If we have men callers on the line, you know, just saying I'm a great father, I'm a provider of my household. You know, write down those 10 things that you want to be. You know, last year, true story, last year I had two goals that sticking out on my mind right now that I wrote down on my board and that has been realized, and I thank God for it. What are those two goals? Those two goals were to be a homeowner. I've wanted to be a homeowner since 2008, and I never wrote it down and never have it. In 2015, I wrote it down, and the January 2016, we moved into our new home. I'm sitting in it right now, and I thank God for it. Another thing is yes. I spoke over that I would yeah, – isn't that amazing? That's amazing information, the power of writing it down. And the next goal that I wrote down and that I was able to realize is being a best-selling author. Being a best-selling author, I didn't know how it was going to happen, you know, but I thank God that it happened. And that's just a couple of things. So prayer, reading your word, and doing affirmations, 10 affirmations, write it on your mirror, Stay every day before you go to work, and you'll see a shift in your life right away. I love it. I love it. Other strategies that are coming to mind that I know that I have leveraged, in addition to the things that you have said, Jill, you know, I have saw a shift in my life both personally and professionally when I decided to link with other believers other people who were seeking to improve and better their lives. And so being a part of DDS at the First Baptist Church of Glenarden has been an incredible experience. And it has connected me with women who are going through similar challenges. And so it helps me to battle any feelings of shame, um, because shame is real, battling any feelings of shame and, and, any, and any anxiety that I have or, or any thoughts around, am I the only one experiencing this challenge? Am I the only one struggling with this? And when you connect with people who are like-minded in your belief systems, who are also experiencing challenges, it creates a space of you know, acceptance, self-acceptance for where you are, but it also helps you to think about and talk about what are other practical strategies that you can learn and gain and use from other people to better your situation. And then I also think that the next thing in addition to that is I'm a big believer in reflection and doing, you know, whether it be video reflection 
or writing it down, but really putting down on paper the things that you're thinking about, the things that you're, you're struggling with, the things that you're thinking about, and then connecting those things with the word, with promises from God, so that you can come back to that and reflect on that as you're continuing to think about how you can grow and improve and really move in a in a direction to get closer to what your master purpose is um, in a fabulous life. Um, let's see. We have three callers on the line, and so we'll do a quick musical break, and then when we come back, we're going to tune into our callers and hear either words of love from them or answer some of their questions. Welcome back, listeners, from our quick musical break. If you are just now tuning in, I am Philanda Johnson, your Master Purpose Coach and Audacity Advocate, and I have the awesome Jill Bullock on the call and on the show today. And we are talking about the truth about being fabulous. And we've been having so much fun so far, and I am super excited to connect to and connect with some of our callers. So our first caller that I'm going to cue in now is from the 907 area code. Hello, caller, are you there? Hello, caller, are you there? Okay, I guess that caller is no longer there and invite them to call back. But we do have another caller from the 512 area code. Hi, caller, are you there? Yes. Hello? Hello? Hi, caller, are you there? Yes. Hi, welcome to the Audacity to Shine show. Please tell us your name. It's Rona. Hi, welcome, welcome to our show. Jill and I are here, and we would love to hear either your question or your thought that you would like to share. Well, I do apologize. I was um, part of the um, Fabulous I Am Facebook group and participating in the recent um, Proverbs 31 challenge, and I was just supporting and listening to Jill. I have not had the opportunity to read the book. Um, I am married, three children. Um, I do have struggles. And hopefully just um, listening in to see if there's something I can apply 
to improve the journey that I'm on in my marriage. Awesome, awesome. Have there been any tidbits thus far that have resonated with you? Yes, um, the tidbit of speaking affirmation. Uh, I know that the word brings forth there's life and power in our tongue. That's just not the first thing you think of when you're in a situation or something hits you. So just learning how to put that as your first response. Yes, yes. Jill, what thoughts do you have about that? Absolutely. So what I just understood you to say is instead sometimes you're in a situation, a circumstance, you may find yourself, let me know if I got this right, challenged and not always speaking life, always speaking positive or having that positive response in the moment of trial or tribulation. Is that correct? Correct. Okay. So what I would say is the first thing you have to do, what I I do, is understand and conquer fear, right? Because the reason why we respond sometimes in a panic way or in a way that we may be a little fearful and concerned about what's going to happen is because we have some level of fear associated with with what's happening. So what I would encourage you to do is go ahead and think about some of the things that you have responded to negatively or had fears around in the past and conquer those fears. How do you conquer those fears? I'm trying to give it to you really quick here. The way I'm going to encourage you to conquer those fears is to think about what that thing is and then think about the possibility of that thing happening and the likelihood of it happening. Let it play out. And then at the end of this journey, what you're going to realize is that even if that thing comes forth, it's going to be okay. And you're going to have to understand and adopt the principle that no matter what happens in life, Everything is going to be okay. You have to understand, and these are principles you just have to believe in your heart and know that they are true, that you can live without anything, anyone but God. I'm telling you, I've done this with a lot of things because I used to deal with fear of fear of cancer. I used to deal with fear that somebody was had something out for my life. I, I dealt with fear of, oh, my God, what if something happens to my mom? And, like, something can't possibly happen to my mom, you know, and different things. And, and as things in life starts to happen, you know, when I get a negative report from the doctor, right? I currently have a negative report from the doctor as it stands, but I'm not worried about what the doctor said because I know the promises of God, and I know that no matter what, everything is going to be okay, and I believe what God says. So it's really just renewing your mind and having a mindset shift. And as you go to the Proverbs 31-day challenge, that is definitely going to help you with that mindset shift. And meditate on that verse, Romans 12, 1 and 2, talking about being a living sacrifice and talking about not conforming to this world, but be transformed by the renewing your mind because your mind controls everything. And that should be controlled by God, being spiritually led, not emotionally driven. Jill, I love that. And, you know, the the scripture that comes to mind to me is Romans 8:28, which in the past six months has become one of my favorite passages. And the word says, and we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those yeah. who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. And that scripture has gotten me through the tough moments over the past six months, and it has kept me optimistic. It has kept me balanced. Um, and and I I see that being very connected to the idea that you you offered up to our caller caller. Thank you so much for calling in, and thank you so much for listening. I am going to tune in our caller from the eight four three area code next. 
Hi, caller, are you there? I am. Hi, happy Saturday. Welcome to the Audacity to Shine show. Tell us your name. This is Trell. Hi, Trell. Hey, how are you? I'm well. How are you all? I feel great, like great, I know great. you, Trell. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for calling in today. Do you have a thought to share or a question you would like for us to think about? Um, not at this time. I actually just chimed on. I was doing some other stuff, so I apologize for my tardiness. But what I've heard so far, I'm definitely, absolutely adjoining it. Um, it's right up my, my lane and my valley, and I'm just excited about what God is doing in the life of Jill and yourself and just uh, ready for a, a, a impact in the kingdom. So that's all. <laughs> so I guess I did want to share something. So that's all. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for calling in. Have a great um, rest of your day, and thank you for listening in. So, Jill, I would love for us to get back into some some questions. So, you know, I would love for you to tell the callers even more about the Detour Movement and the work that you do. Absolutely. So the organization we founded is called Detour Movement Incorporated, and we always say it's designed to help you renew your mind, so you can transform your entire life. It really started years ago when we just started to blog and wanted to inspire women, and we started a Facebook page called Abstaining for Jesus. And we realized that in order to abstain for Jesus, whether that's in any area of your life, just to have a life of purity and offer your body as a living sacrifice to God, that before you can even think about doing that, you have to have a renewing for your mind. Because of the lies that we've been told about who we are and who we're not, it distorts the truth about what God will is for our lives. So sometimes we struggle with abstaining for Jesus. Sometimes we, we struggle with that. So in order to help with that struggle, we say, okay, let's start with the mindset first and kind of go from there. So that organization was established about August of 2018. Excuse me, I'm, I'm in the future. I'm so funny. <laughs> August of 2013. Uh, <laughs> going back to the future, right? And my sister and I started the organization really just to empower and encourage women to live their best life now, to have a God-centered life, to have God-centered relationships, and to have a God-centered business and ministry. And some of the work that we do, we have a Facebook page, which is BMI Fabulous I Am Members Group, which is running on to almost 1,000 members, and we thank God for that. And we have an annual conference called Fabulous I Am conference, which is going to be in Silver Springs, Maryland this year on August 6th and 7th, and we do a lot of different challenges throughout the year to encourage and inspire women, such as the Proverbs 31-Day Challenge, the 40-Day Lifestyle Change Challenge, and you can learn more by going to detourmovement.org about some of the work that we do, and specifically also about the Fabulous I Am Women's Conference that's going to be truly amazing, and I'm definitely looking forward to it, and I invite you to come and join us to be a part of that weekend going to be that Saturday and Sunday, and it's going to be epic. <laughs> well, I I am looking forward to, to coming to, to the conference. I think your work is awesome, and I, I strive to serve as a, you know, you know, support and thought of the work you do, and I, I plan to be in physical support of the work that you do as well. Thank Jill. you. Um, and I, I, I know we've talked a lot about um, – what it means and what's the call to action for women who are believers, who are Christians, who are dating. And so we'd love to hear 
what resonates for you and I know there's there's some connection work in 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 the detour movement and 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 you talk about it in your book but I would love to love to hear you name what you see as a call to action for women who are um dating and who are, are believers and then wanting to think about how do we overcome some of the lies we believe about dating as believers. Absolutely. So the biggest call to action that I would have for, for my single ladies, and, and my heart really goes out, I, I love talking to the singles. <laughs> I, I found my, my liberty, and, you know, I was just liberated as a single, and, and I had a lot of struggles before I got to that point, so I really resonate a lot with that. And my call to action to you today would be to, I, I challenge you, I urge you to make a commitment today to say I'm no longer going to live a life that I'm worried about what other people say about me and trying to please other people, but I'm really just going to focus on what God says for me. The word of God says that if, you know, seek ye the kingdom of God, all things will be added to us. That also is that relationship. I understand because we were, we were created relationally. Even when you go back to Adam and Eve, she was created from, we were created from the rib of man. You know, she was, in, in, at least in that moment. So we have a yearning for and a desire for a relationship, and it's okay. But sometimes we get so concerned and so focused on that that it just it causes us to go in the wrong direction and sometimes act out in a desperate way. But I'm telling you, if you focus on God, he will let that all fall into play and come come into the right position at the right time. But when you step into the best version of who God has created you to be, you will attract that man that God has for you, if that's your desire. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So as leaders, as change agents, um, who are women of color and who are facing challenges um, as they're going forth doing their work, what do you see as some um, ideas or, or reminders to extend to them as they're seeking to live their very best versions of themselves and seeking to live their master purpose? Absolutely. One, one of the greatest challenges of, of women of color right now is the, the lack of fathers which really impacts heavily on how we do relationships, right? Because obviously the man, when, you, when you're in a household and you have a father and a mother, the, the man is the first point, if you will, the first example of what a father should be, of what a husband should be, of how a woman should be treated. So that's a, really a challenge because we have so many women, and men for that matter, that's being, you know, young boys and girls and everything in between being raised in a single-parent household, so they're not always getting that example from that male figure. And it is tearing at the fabric of our culture. However, the way you can overcome that is get a covering. Get a covering. You know, if, if you're a young lady, even, and even young man, if, if, and you're out dating, I would say if you're 16 or older, you need to have some type of covering. What is a covering, Joe? What are you talking about? A covering is where you go to a, a couple that you respect, man and woman that you respect, that have a God-centered marriage, you know, and they're covered and, and seem to, you know, doing what God has called them to do, you can ask them to cover you and to help protect you during your time of singleness and through your time of dating. They would almost act in the role that the father would act. Now, if you have an uncle or someone trusted in your family, that should be your first source. If you don't have that, then the next thing I would tell you is to find a respected couple in your church. Some pastors even do this, but it's so important to have that covering. 
the reason why women and men, for that matter, struggle to make the right choice in their dating relationship is because they don't have any guidance and they try to make the decision on their own, going off of their own instincts. Well, how many of you know that our own instinct is our emotions? And how many of you know when it comes to dating things and the things of life, we cannot be emotionally driven. We have to be spiritually led. And having that mm-hmm. covering, they can help impart that wisdom and say, Philanda, it seems like a good guy, but he's not quite a godly guy. Because we can mm-hmm. get that confused sometimes, you know, especially speaking for myself. I came from, I, I dealt with a lot of difficulty in relationships, dated a lot of bad boys. So when I got from a bad boy to a good boy, I thought I was on my way. But I got to this <laughs> and it was, I was him. Oh, okay. Okay. Like, oh, <laughs> Lord, you sent me a good. <laughs> I got a good man. Uh-huh. But he's not a godly man. All right? So we have to be mindful of that. Absolutely. Absolutely. One one last question um, before we prepare to close our show, unfortunately. So when I'm thinking of the woman, and we, we're, we're both women of color or, or anyone tuning in who um, might be experiencing challenges in, a, in their leadership role, my, my question and wonder is how do we help those people who – despite, um, you know, leveraging your word or, or despite, you know, seeking to have a covering, um, are still battling self-esteem. And so, or I should say battling having a low self-esteem and really are still battling believing that they are enough. What would be your, your words of encouragement and reminder to them? Well, one thing I know to be true, one reason people – a couple of reasons people battle with self-esteem. One has to do with the lies they've been told about who they are and who they're not. And another thing is about their own shame and guilt that they carry and hoard around, if you will, about mm-hmm. their past. Bag lady. So I would uh-huh. say, so, okay, bag lady. Bag lady. You have to let it go. <laughs> I think, uh-huh. That's why you're back hurting right now. <laughs> yes. So, hey, mm-hmm. what I would say is, Take some time, and I did this work, and sometimes it seems a little like, why am I doing this? Trust me, it works, it's effective, because you've got to change what you have been programmed to believe. And the way you get your belief is through your senses, right? Mm-hmm. Through your sight, through your sound, through your smell, through your taste, through your touch. This is how, that's how God has connected us and created us to the world. And these are the things that pour into us and how we allow into our gates and our spirit. So we have to sometimes reprogram ourselves. So take some time to do the work and say, what lies have I believed about who I am? What do people say? And, you know, it's some, it, it can be a little emotional experience. You know, you, you may find that your parents told you certain lies, and maybe they didn't know they were telling lies at the time. You know, maybe they just was trying to tell you something they thought was realistic for your life. But just write the lies down. Ex, exes that told you, people, coaches that told you, teachers told you that you won't do this and you won't do that. Write those lies down. And then I'm going to encourage you to write the invert of that thing. And that should be part of your affirmation. So if somebody told you that you were not good enough, you need to write an affirmation that I am good enough. And you got to reprogram your mind and have that mindset shift. Now, in regards to dealing with sending up your past and dealing with your own baggage of guilt and shame that kind of weighs on you and makes you think you're not good enough, then I'm going to encourage you to meditate on the scripture. Isaiah 54 and 4, and on that scripture, it, it pretty much talks about letting go of the shame of your past and your youth, which really boils down to understanding that God has already forgiven you 
right? God has already forgiven you. And if you feel like, well, I never asked for forgiveness, ask for forgiveness. God will forgive you for that. And then you have to work mm-hmm. on forgiving yourself, right? The, the verse says, Isaiah 54, 4, do not fear, for you will not be ashamed, neither be disgraced, for you will not be put to shame, for you will forget the shame of your youth. That is the tool and tactic that the enemy uses to keep you in bondage. And you have to break free. And Solanda, uh, I would be remiss if I didn't say one other thing in regards to dealing with self-esteem, which has to do with the outward appearance, which that a lot of people let that weigh on them. But let me tell you, however God created you, you're perfect in that image, and you have to see and find the beauty in yourself. You may say, Jill, you're saying that you're really attractive person. Get that. No, I thank God for that. But regardless of how attractive you feel that you are or are not, you have to really find the beauty in you. And say, yes. there, there's something beautiful about you. And it's true, and people said it, and people thought it was cliche, but it's not cliche. The truth is that your beauty comes from within. And many people, yes. many men, women are starting to see that the true beauty is who you are on the inside. Yes, yes. And, Jill, that's so powerful for, for folks who know me and know my story. Um, two years ago, really started a weight loss journey where at my heaviest I was 285 pounds and started the journey to getting healthy and getting fit. Um, and at at my, my lowest weight, I had lost 70 pounds. And so, you know, couldn't tell me nothing <laughs> in terms of, you know, how awesome, how fabulous I thought I was and, and, and was grateful for that experience. And now, you know, a year and a half later, still on that weight loss journey, I am excited because what God has revealed to me was you are already enough. You know, at your heaviest and when you thought you weren't enough, you were all, you already had all of the raw talent that you have now, but you just had a bigger frame. And so it's it's having a deep understanding that you are already enough, that you are already a masterpiece created by God to live out and to see and bring forth like the 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 the, the, the dream that God has created for you. And so when you exist really believing and, and having a scarcity mindset and believing that you're not enough, you know, you, you aren't able to see the, few, the full beauty of God. You aren't able to see how you already have at your fingertips everything that you need. You already have everything already inside of you that you need to be your very best version of yourself. And the scripture that comes to mind to me is Second Corinthians three five. It is not that we think we are qualified to do anything on our own. Our qualification comes from God. And so whether you are, you know, you know, trying to establish a ministry or or whether you are, you know, deciding to write a book or whether or not you are deciding to go back to school, whatever thing you might be experiencing that is causing you any fear and anxiety because there is some lie or something that you're believing that makes you feel as though you are not enough. I think what both Jill and I have been seeking to explain today on the call is that you are already enough. You are qualified to do the work. 
the key thing is tapping into your faith and believing that the source of your power, the source of your abilities come from God. And by tapping into that powerful source and making sure that your work is in full alignment to who he is and who he desires you to be, there's no way that you can't be successful. There's no way that you can't experience radical success in your life. Um, what an awesome call today, Jill. Wow. So, 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 so awesome. Yes, thank you. Thank so you. we're going to have another short musical break, and when we come back, we're going to talk about our Audacity Challenge, and then we're going to end with one of my favorite segments, which is the Shine Questions. Um, during this break, please grab a notepad, um, a pen, so that you can capture both the Audacity Challenge and Jill's awesome responses to our Shine questions. Be right back. notebook and a pen handy for our audacity challenge uh every show every episode i offer up an audacity challenge essentially it's an exercise that i hope will support you in getting clear about who you are and what you need to do in order to reach your highest self today's challenge is a fear detox and so in my upcoming book that i'm writing called the audacity to shine I talk about fear, and I talk about the impact it has on our lives. And I believe that fear is based in the acceptance of lies that distract you from achieving your master purpose. In 2 Timothy 1.7, we are reminded about how we should view fear. The word says, for God has not given us the spirit of fear and timidity, but of power, love, and self-discipline. I think this is such an awesome and incredible call to action for us to think about fear, to think about the areas where we are experiencing fear, and then to think strategically about how we can take away the power that fear has in our lives. And so my audacity challenge to you for this week is to write down the fears and the lies that you've been believing in your life that you believe has been impacting your work, your finances, your relationships, any area of your life where you want to experience more abundance. And then I want you to identify and find the promises from God in his word that help you address that particular fear. And so my ask is that you do that, and I would love to hear from folks who are working through these exercises 
So please feel free to leave any comments from your experience working through this Audacity Challenge on the show's page. Or also feel free to tweet me at Audacity to Shine with any of your thoughts or reflections. And so now we're going to segue into the Shine questions. As I shared, every single guest that comes on our show, I ask them these five Shine questions. And my hope is that the answers that the guests share will help motivate you, inspire you to continue to think about how you can live your very best life. Jill, are you ready for our questions? I am indeed. I'm so ready. All right. Our first question, love. What does freedom mean to you? So when I hear freedom, it means just giving myself permission to express my authentic self, not hiding or, or minimizing my greatness, but just saying this is how God has created me and I'm going to show up in this way. I'm not going to be concerned about other people's judgment and opinion and what they think about me, but the only opinion I'm going to be concerned about is the opinion of God. And in that, I find so much liberty. Yes. Finish this sentence. You are here on earth too. Navigate ways, help women navigate ways to renew their mind so they can transform their life and their relationships and make a commitment to make pleasing God their number one priorities over anything else. Woo! I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Finish this next sentence. I am grateful for God's grace for Jesus laying down his life and dying on the cross. I am grateful for our supporters and partners of Detour Movement, my family, my amazing husband, and my amazing business partner, Trail, and all the other amazing women that's part of our journey. And then for that okay. matter, I can't leave the guys out. <laughs> <laughs> How do you keep the faith despite challenges? Well, the, the, the big secret that I've learned, and we've been talking about it all day, is really living in the word of God, understanding that no matter what happens in life, everything is going to be okay, making a decision that fear has no place, and that I'm going to choose faith every step of the journey. I love it. And our last question, what is the truth that you know for sure? Oh, man, this is a good one, and this is tough for me because I have three truths, but some of them I already touched on, and I'm going to tell you this one that I mentioned, but I want to make sure that I which is you must be spiritually led and not emotionally driven in life, in your decisions, in your relationships, because what I know to be true is women, we tend to have heavy emotions around the doing, be so compassionate, sometimes have a level of vulnerability, you know, and all of that, and we may want to respond in an emotional way. And for my men, sometimes we get upset and angry and want to be in a rage more or less, but I'm going to call you and encourage you and tell you what I know to be true, that things work out so much better for all parties, and you have so much more peace, joy, and love in your life when you make a decision that I'm going to be spiritually led. I'm not going to be led by my emotional feelings. I'm going to be led by the Holy Spirit and not be emotionally driven. I love it. Jill, thank you 
so much for being on our show today. We are unfortunately out of time. It's time to close up our show, but what an awesome, awesome, awesome show it's been. Would love again to thank Jill for being my guest today. Would love to thank folks who have tuned in online or who have called in to listen. We hope that this show has blessed you and inspired you to continue to live your best and most audacious life. Um, We hope that this past hour has been engaging and enlightening and food for your soul. Jill, how can our listeners learn even more about you and the work that you're doing? Absolutely. I want to invite you to connect with us. If you're a social media person, if you're on Facebook, join our Facebook group at DMI, Dallas I Am Members, and be a part of that for inspiration and all things about the kingdom. We would love to connect with you there. Also, I want to invite you to like our Facebook page at Detour Movement, Inc. If you go to Facebook, you can find it there. And lastly, but not least, I want to encourage you to visit our website at detourmovement.org. Pretty much everything is connected on our website. You can access our blog. We have over five years of blogs focusing in the areas we talked about today. Some written by me, my sister, Trail, and many other of the amazing women that's part of this kingdom building effort. So I definitely want to encourage you to do that and stay connected and mark it on your calendar to be there with us on August 6th and 7th at the annual Fabulous I Am Women's Conference focusing on life and business because it's going to be amazing and, of course, fabulous. (laughs) Yes, fabulous. (laughs) I am Philanda Johnson, and I look forward to seeing all of my listeners at our next show on Saturday, April 16th. On this show, I will have Melanie Foot Davis, self-love coach and author, joining me. Our topic will be radical self-love. Melanie is awesome, and her and I connected after I read her book, Radical Love, and it is absolutely awesome. We will be discussing how to cultivate radical self-love in your life in order to reach your fullest potential. Also, I will be remiss if I don't encourage people to go and get Jill's book. Jill, tell them the title and where to get your book. Yes, yes. Thanks so much, Wanda. So you can grab a copy of the book. It's called The Biggest Lies Women Believe About Men Dating in Themselves and Discovering the Undeniable Truth of a Fabulous Life and Fabulous Relationships. This is good for both single and married women. We do have a couple of single-specific chapters, but overall the content covers for both. And I encourage you to go to thebiggestlieswomenbelieve.com to get a hard copy of the book, or you can go to amazon.com and get an electronic version. So either one, thebiggestlieswomenbelieve.com, and we will ship that book out to you right away. Awesome. This show was amazing. Please be sure to tune in and also listen to the auto recordings uh, in the future as well. For more information on the Life Coach Radio Network, please visit lifecoachradionetworks.com. For more information about me, visit my website, philandajohnson.com. That is P-H-I-L-O-N-D-A johnson.com. Also feel free to follow me on Twitter at Audacity to Shine. Thank you again for listening. Jill, thank you for being awesome. Until next time, be you, shine bright, and be audacious.